This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Cat friends, welcome to Catitude. I'm your show host, Michelle Fern. I'm so excited for today's show because, you know, if you've shopped for cat food lately, you probably didn't find it. Or, you know, go to your favorite online store and it's out of stock again and again and again. What is going on? Well, my guest is the CEO and president of the Pet Food Institute. And if anyone knows what's going on, she does. So I can't wait to talk to her. We're going to be right back after this break. As a pet parent to a dog and a cat, you're going to run into some catastrophes. Your dog eating up the cat's food or scavenging in the litter box is one of them. With DoorBuddy, you don't have to worry about cutting a hole in your door or struggling with a pet gate. DoorBuddy's adjustable door strap installs in seconds and without any tools. Finally, an easier way to let cats into rooms and keep dogs out of trouble. For 20% off DoorBuddy, use code CATITUDE20. That's CATITUDE20 at thedoorbuddy.com. That's thedoorbuddy.com. Give your cat back its space today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to welcome Dana Brooks. She is the CEO and president of the Pet Food Institute. Welcome, Dana. Thank you so much, Michelle. I'm very excited to be on Catitude. I'm so excited to have you on Catitude. (laughs) You know, as the name says, Catitude, we have cats. And, you know, most people have more than one cat. And so not being able to find food for your cat is just, what do you do? But before we get into that, all that stuff... Tell us a little about what exactly is the Pet Food Institute. Happy to tell you about Pet Food Institute. We are in Washington, D.C. We are what's called a trade association or, you know, basically the lobbyist for the pet food industry. We manage the regulatory government relations and some public relations issues that impact the industry at large. Our membership is primarily made up of pet food manufacturers in the United States that represent more or make more than 90% of pet food and treats in the United States. We also include associate memberships. Those are those companies that supply ingredients or packaging or maybe even equipment or testing for products. So we have them as a part of our membership as well. So if it is is the food or touches the food, we probably have something to um, manage with the issues. I don't think there's ever been a time as there has been probably, uh, I think from the last six months and it's ongoing, that people have been more concerned about their, you know, pet food and finding it and wondering what in the world's going on than there is now. So this is a super busy time for you, I'm sure. Yes. 
you know, I'm going to ask the question like everyone is. And like I said, you know, most of us have more than one cat. I have five, some as my buddy, Rena Reimers and um, Linda Hall. That's another show host and they're co-show hosts. They have, I think, about 20 cats between them. What do you do when you cannot find cat food? The shelves are empty. There's out of stock everywhere. And like some things you think, okay, maybe it'll happen, come back in a few weeks or what's going on, but it's just not there. And then some people might be real savvy and go, hmm, aluminum shortage, maybe that's it, maybe. But, you know, it's, it seems like it's not going to end. And when you see cat food, you want to jump on it and hoard it because there's just such a shortage. What are you experiencing at your end when you're hearing all this and all the information, you know, everything you're hearing from the pet food manufacturers? First, I'm going to say I've learned in the four years I've been president and CEO of Pet Food Institute that cat parents or cat owners do have more than one. You have multiple cats in your household. So it is a serious issue when you are looking for your pet's food. It's really unprecedented in time. Every node in the supply chain is challenged today in food, in human food, and in pet food. But there really is a struggle right now with cat food. And I hear more from retailers, cat owners, cat lovers, that they can't find their preferred food for their pets. And there are so many challenges that go in there from sourcing the ingredients, such as fish, or vitamins and minerals that are you know, required for your cat's diets that have to be imported to finding the, getting the cans manufactured or the packaging. So every part of the chain is a challenge for us today. And it's especially hard for cat food. And you know what? There's such a trickle effect because with gas prices going up and diesel, especially, I'm in South Florida. This is boat land here for so many of us, not me, but a lot of boats. And you need diesel for fishing boats, you know, so to get the fish, you know, catch fish. And that seafood has gone up like crazy. And seafood, of course, is primarily. I'm trying to think if I've ever seen it in dog food. Yeah, there actually is fish in dog food, but not to the same demand as for cat food, obviously. Right. So you think about it. It's just something I never, I hadn't thought of, but I thought, yeah, can't find fish is a problem. And then, like you said, the containers, I mean, some in the grocery stores local to me have limits and then people get to where they want to hoard it because if you can't feed your cats, what are you going to do? A lot of us can't afford, you know, I don't know what fish, some, some of these fish are 20, $30 a pound and you have six cats, you know? <laughs> Isn't it funny how you miss that connection between human food and cat food right there? I mean, you're, you're in Florida, you understand voting, you see what the price for fish. I'm currently in Destin, Florida. My favorite restaurants have gone up significantly on my favorite fish. Yet we miss that fact that what goes into our pet's food often are the byproducts from human food. Just pieces and parts that we choose not to eat that are absolutely valuable and nutritious and delicious to our pets. We just kind of miss the need for, you know, that symbiotic supply chain. And that's what, that's absolutely what we're experiencing. Think about a couple of years ago when we were trying to get, you know, when the restaurants closed and that changed how 
meat was processed and we ran into extreme challenges with, you know, going to the grocery, going to Publix and buying the meats that we preferred. And then think about that trickled in to our pets food for the, the same meats that go into cat food or, you know, into other pets come off of that, that meat supply line. So it's been an ongoing problem, but unfortunately, we're not going to see an improvement probably in the next 12 to 24 months. And that is terrifying oh. to a lot of people. Oh, that just makes me think I'm going to have to keep hoarding. I mean, I no, no hoarding, but I cats. <laughs> and, you know, everybody has different schools of thought as far as, you know, what my cats have always thrived on a little dry and wet. And I'm not going to talk about brands, but I, sure. I don't do raw. I just don't. And, you know, whatever you feed, I'm not judging. So don't judge me. But, but, uh, <laughs> sure. but it just makes you think, you know, what's happening. I know. It's, it's very upsetting. Right. There's challenges with even, you know, what's going on in the world today with Russia and Ukraine, because you have wheat issues. And then it just it's all trickle, trickle, trickle. So what can we do besides becoming chefs for our cats? Yeah. You know, it is hard. It is hard not to go in the store when you see your favorite brand and want to scoop it all up. And I can, you know, again, going back to, I'm not going to judge you for that, but we, you know, we are asking people to be, you know, reasonable with their purchases, not hoard up or overstack the pantry. But I also know how, you know, finicky cats are and when they have something that they prefer, um, they, they're not quick to change, but if you are having difficulties finding your cat's preferred meal, we encourage you to call that manufacturer and ask them, you know, where can they get it? Where the, you know, where you can get it, or if they can recommend a substitute. I've interestingly heard from someone that they called that manufacturer and they said, right now we're having a challenge getting that product. We know this other brand that makes something that's very comparable and compatible. And we think that that is probably, you should look into that for your cat. That customer said, because that company made that brand, made that recommendation to try someone else, she will remain loyal to the original brand because they cared about her cats. That's the way we feel right now. We care. Our industry cares. We're in an unprecedented time trying to get the products to you with challenging from trucking where there's a shortage of truckers. You mentioned the price for diesel right now. So it's that's going to be a bigger challenge. We're finally starting to see the ports open up a little bit more. Become a, We're moving capacity through ports better than we were even a couple months ago, but getting the product in, getting it through manufacturing, getting the cans. There's been a tariff on uh, steel and aluminum uh, since the last administration. So even if we can get the products into the United States, it's likely a 25% or more increase in the cost just for the tariffs alone. That's not adding in transportation costs right now. And you know, it takes a lot of 
you know, a lot of little cans to feed a house full of kitties. So we're seeing real challenges with, you know, the can, getting the cans in. Another thing, a bit of news that I just discovered within the last week is that we have significantly reduced our can manufacturing capacity in the United States. So, you know, everybody's competing for a limited supply within the United States. So that's also concerning. So I don't know what the future is going to be for us, but I, I certainly say make sure that you, you know, if you can't find your product, reach out to the brand manufacturer, maybe talk to your veterinarian or nutritionist. Maybe it's time to start experimenting with a few different other products out there to make sure your cat's ease them into it. Don't immediately change. And there may be that opportunity to find something else that they, they enjoy and that still meets your price point or what you're comfortable with purchasing and having in your pantry. Those are great suggestions. And just for the record, I'm not hoarding like crazy, but I got five. <laughs> so I go through, yeah. I, I go through what, at least probably three cans, two, three cans a day. Mm -hmm. And so what, a case lasts me a week, maybe a week and a half. I mean, so. does your local store, your local Publix, are they limiting? Because I know in oh, Northwest yeah. Florida, they did. My husband was in line in the Publix in, um, in the Destin area. And a lady in front of him in the grocery line was really upset because she couldn't buy enough food. And she was explaining that she has more than, you know, she has several cats that she feeds and she was pretty upset about it. My husband felt like he should probably go buy the product and, you know, kind of smuggle it to her outside of the store because yeah, right. he's a cat lover as well. And it's hard imagine someone's there very very emotional it's really a challenge and it's we recognize the emotion that goes in when you can't feed your fur family member it's getting crazy we're going to take a short break and come back and i have some more questions to ask you about maybe some alternatives all right sure. we'll be right back listen up cat lovers if you're planning a vacation you need to hear about trusted house sitters they connect pet parents with verified and background checked sitters so you can travel worry-free knowing your fur baby has all the care and company they could need. I love this. I can't stand the thought of my pets being lonely or being in a kennel, so I can't wait to sign up. Catitude listeners, you get 20% off today with code CATITUDE20. That's CATITUDE20. Go to TrustedHouseSitters.com and use the code CATITUDE20 for 20% off. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking to Dana Brooks. She is the CEO and president of the Pet Food Institute. And we're talking about this crazy shortage of cat food. And Dana, you mentioned some great points before because it's been going on a while. The outlook is it might be another 12, 24 months before it, I guess, hits its fulfillment mm -hmm. quantities. And I love the idea that there's manufacturers, you know, recommending other manufacturers. I also wonder, do you think the smaller manufacturers are having as hard of a time, you know, more like the, I guess, the indie kind of brands? 
Are they having less of a hard time or it's even worse for them because they're so small? I know every single manufacturer is having a hard time. I suspect that the smaller ones may be having more of a challenge because when you just look at economies of scale and purchasing, sometimes, you know, the larger quantities are preferred for, you know, sourcing purposes. So I suspect the smaller ones are probably experiencing extreme stress right now. That makes a lot of sense. What about if people are just in dire straits and they're just thinking, you know, I I can't even find food. I'm going to have to make food. Is that something that might be possible? It's expensive. And if you have a lot of cats, you don't necessarily want to be cooking for your cats on a regular basis. And you might miss some important nutrients as well. That was absolutely going to be my point. I think that's one of the things that has me most concerned for our future. If you can't find the product and you want to make the product, how can you make it where it's complete and balanced, nutritionally formulated to provide all those essential vitamins and minerals that your pet needs? I mean, I feel like I'm kind of, you know, being fearful at this moment, but that's certainly what I see could be in the near future when left without options that people want to make their own product. And, you know, it's, it's, it's carefully formulated. And I wish I had a recipe. I suspect there's going to be some innovation in that where you may be able to buy a, a recipe that you can make, maybe a prepackage of vitamin minerals, because again, that's the challenge that you're going to face when you're making your product is having, you know, those essential vitamins, minerals that your cat needs that you may not even be aware of. And we have a fantastic infographic on our website uh, from whisker to Paul, and it talks about cat nutrition and why certain things are important to your cat's health from, you know, fur to liver function. And, and some of those products are not something that you would naturally think about. You have to have a certain amount of touring and where does that come from? And a lot of those things, sometimes they're not mined or produced in the United States at all. This is not even available. So we have to import those. And, you know, I, I was at, um, I've I've attended a few pet expos this year and you look at some of those options out there, will they have a pre-pack, an individual pack of some of those vitamins or minerals or top that's in the toppings that will give you that ability to create your own meal if you can't find your product? It will be expensive. And I would hope that would be just a very short-term solution. But there's a lot of research going into new and innovative ingredients. And um, I'm pretty excited about some of the things I've learned about over even this week, uh, attending a forum in Kansas City, meeting with ingredient suppliers, you know, everything from other plants to maybe different alternative proteins. There's a lot of research going on in insects you know, a sustainable product in some ways. Think about what it does and it's not competing against human food or renewable fuels. It could be something that maybe we see more in the future. Did you say insects? Insects. Yes, I said insects. <laughs> I mean, I watch the Food Network. I know they sometimes eat, you know, cricket powder and stuff like that. I've seen information about cricket powder to different type of mealworms. 
And then there's a, there's something that I just recently learned about with fish that's pretty exciting that in areas where there may be an invasive species of fish that not really very palatable to humans, there may be that opportunity for that sustainability measure to go into place to harvest fish that have been invasive into our lakes or rivers that can be then processed safely for for cats, for example. So I, I see some exciting things that maybe prior to this you know shortage prior to the pandemic could have been years down the road but i see because of what we're experiencing today more research going into it more funding more capital investment private equity interest in bringing new products to market and the innovation that we could see that's really exciting we still have some challenges getting those ingredients approved and we worked with we work with the FDA and states for that approval process. So, you know, that's still a challenge that we're going to work through. But you know, we've notified those agencies that we could see new products, new ingredients in the future. And we're asking them um, to be more nimble and to help us you know, get these safe, nutritious products in the market sooner than later, especially because of the challenges we're experiencing today. Okay, so Dana, so it seems like even though um, all of us <laughs> cat parents are just having a hard time seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, it seems like the light might not be dim, but it might be pretty bright because once we get through this huge hump, the outcome might be better than ever because yes. solve the you know the supply issues and there will be a lot of other choices. I also wanted to make a point from many, many people I've spoken to and catitude and um, um, at pet shows and everything, from what I've learned, cat, cats have a, are much more finicky and se- not finicky so much for taste, but their body needs certain things that are so different than dogs. Like dogs, you could probably feed them if you have to, maybe hot dogs for a little bit and they'll be okay. But cats need certain nutrients that are very unique. So you can't just, you know, cook up something. You have to have those nutrients. They're vital for their existence. So, you know, for their basic health. Absolutely. And cats need meat. And it's, a you know, they have to have it. They also are not, as you know, they're not big water drinkers. So we have to make sure also our formulas either give them more um, or more moisture or help promote hydration, you know, for better kidney health. So there's things that we also have to consider for your cats to be healthy and, you know, live longer lives. Yeah. I recently did a show with, I don't know if you've heard any of this in your industry, but, but I recently did a show, you know, with everything being plant-based, this plant-based that, that people are, you know, they want to make their cats, give them plant-based diets. And that's a big no, because there's nutrients in meat. I think one of them um, hopefully I remember. Taurine. Taurine. I'm thinking of the gemstone. Taurine. <laughs> yes, taurine, which yes. it only exists in meat. So no, you cannot go plant-based. It's it's just impossible. For dogs, maybe kind of, but it's still not, you know, meant to be. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it for a dog either. They really do, you know, but cats really do need certain amino acids 
that really truly can only be bioavailable or digested through the system through what they eat. And it's absolutely important not to try to replicate your cat's diet with your needs. Again, you know, please visit our website to look at Whisker to Paw to understand your cats need fats. They need moisture. They need essential vitamins and minerals. They, you know, it's okay to have a car, you know, the things we, we sometimes think, well, if it's good for me, it must be good for my pet. Or if it's not good for me, it must not be good for my pet. And they are, I mean, we love them unconditionally. We love them as much as we love, you know, our our two-legged family members, but they do have a different dietary need and we need to respect that and make sure that we are wise in what we choose to feed them. Great point. And I know that I mentioned this in another show, but not only is it necessary for them, it's, well, not only is it, I mean, it's necessary, but if not providing them with a meat-based diet can be fatal. So. So don't go there. If you want to be plant-based, that's fine, but don't go there. And I have to say, there are a lot of great plant-based choices for humans, but not for your four-legged friends. Just no. So Dana, you have such great information on your website. What is it again? So listeners can go there when they get a chance and get all this information, learn what's going on and inform themselves and, you know, be a maybe a little calmer about the situation that's going on with uh, pet food right now, cat food especially. Absolutely. Please visit our website. It's Pet Food Institute, all one word, petfoodinstitute.org. And follow us on our social media pages. Search us in Facebook and Twitter. We always have some good little nuggets there. Talks about pet food making and the importance of healthy diets for our pets. And then when you're on our website, they said uh, petfoodinstitute.org, visit the page Whisker to Paul, and it tells you about the nutritional needs for cats. We have that specifically for cats and then nose to tail for a dog. So I know also a lot of families have both or and, and other pets in their family. So certainly appreciate the time that you've given me today. We care about you and your pets and we want to make sure that we're providing them the safe, nutritious, complete and balanced meal for a long, happy life for your pet and for you. Dana, thank you so much for coming on and sharing this invaluable information. I'm sure there's so many cat lovers out there listening that are just just so grateful for all of this great information and maybe feel a little bit more at ease with what's happening and what's going to happen, the positive aspects that are going for the future. So thank you so much for coming on Catitude. Thank you, Michelle. Have a wonderful day. Well, cat parents, I hope you enjoyed this show. It certainly answers a lot of questions too. You know, what's happening with the cat food? I'd like to thank my guest, Dana Brooks, for coming on Catitude and sharing this amazing, invaluable, so informative, such great information. I'd like to thank my producer, Mark Winter, for making me and my guests sound great. And of course, my cat crew, Sammy, Jeffrey, Charlotte, Molly, and Dennis for eating a lot. So it keeps me on my toes for sourcing food. And of course, thanks so much for all of you for listening to Catitude. You make Catitude super popular, one of the most popular podcasts out there, and I appreciate it greatly. So thank you so much. And remember, 
Lose the attitude. Have catitude. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.